That's the sound of the horn. Welcome to the legendary Clipcast. I'm your host, Chris Kowild. With me, as always, from his beautiful home studio in Burbank, it's Burbank Hank Henry Ditton. Hey! Whoa, I got a hot mic. I got a hot mic there. Hot mic. Wow. Hey, what's up there, Clippers Nation? Man, we had a little little good, a little bad here in these last couple of games, didn't we? Yeah, we're going to end the road trip at 4-2, and two, which I don't hate. I obviously would have loved 6-0. and oh. I would have liked 5-1, and one, and I don't hate 4-2. and two. I can honestly say, had we lost to Cleveland and split the road trip, I would have hated that. I would have hated that. Three and three. Oh yeah, that would have been that would have been brutal. That would have been brutal. Yes, I would have also hated that. And it seemed as though we had this Nets game in hand. Right. Um, although I although um, there is a tough stat that I have learned, which is that uh, Kevin Durant, uh, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving are one, two, and three on the most points scored in the fourth quarter list of the NBA standings of all players combined. So yes, um, they're, you're going to double like down on that fact later in the show I, when I we will, bring on you, a Boston Celtics guy to preview Friday night's game. What an exciting uh, clip! It's it's, it's going to be very fun. But I will also say, uh, you know, you you have to wonder when you lose by two points or four points, rather. You have to wonder how much it hurts us not having a guy like Pat Beverly, who is a disruptor oh, of big, tall players, specifically Kevin Durant. Well, also Kyrie uh, Irving is the that. guy who went off, and usually yeah, he would be time. defended by Pat Beverly. So shave off at least six points, and there you go. That's a, that's a W. 30, 39 points for Kyrie Irving. Oh. Um, yeah, wasn't quite enough. Wasn't no. quite enough. And James Harden, by the way, notoriously yeah. James Harden, who hates to quote-unquote share the ball – and, oh, it's going to be a problem because he's not going to want to share the ball, led the game with 14 assists oh, yeah, dude. versus Paul – and our team leader, Paul George, six assists. James that's Harden not, not is so much better than Russell Westbrook, it's not even comparable. Well, you have to think that James Harden hears less, like, crazy screaming in his head every time he gets his hands on the basketball. <laughs> well, I think the beard <laughs> muffles all the crazy screaming that's going on. crazy screams. All right, so, uh, so not just based— That was not, a bummer, man, for yeah, sure. You know, Not we just let, based we, we on let, that game. Who do you think—because I, I think Kawhi Leonard was the best player, honestly, overall, just even based on that game. But I think, obviously, I watch a lot more Clippers than Nets— I think Kawhi Leonard's the best player, arguably, in basketball. I definitely think the Nets probably have the second best player. So who do you think the best player on the Nets is, and who do you think the second best player in the NBA is? Well, it's you, you, uh, it's a small sample size, first of all, because James Harden hasn't been on the Nets that long. And you're going to start to – this is going to become very quickly the kind of argument you have when you have – great players on a team because I would actually argue we're, we haven't gotten into this game yet I, I could actually argue that Paul George shooting 47 percent from three and going eight for nine from three last night versus the Cavs makes him you could argue him being the best player on the team if you're just looking at stats um, I, I, I it's hard for me to go against Kevin Durant it really is. He's such a complete player. Last night was a little bit of an anomaly. Kyrie Irving and James Harden playing defense like that. Kyrie Irving doesn't go for 39 every single night. Uh, so, I don't know. Kevin Durant, you're going to have, until until Kyrie Irving or James Harden become finals MVPs, um, I, it's always going to be Kevin Durant for me. Yeah, That's I, just where I, it's I agree land with you. For me. I 100% agree with you. I think Kevin Durant is one of the, you know, arguably one of the top three best players in the NBA. Besides Kawhi Leonard and Nicholas Batum. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there you, you go. You know that, <laughs> that Maze of Me is down with the Batum Battalion. All right. So 
It sucked that we lost in that NBA Finals preview. Look, you never know what's going to happen and who's going to be there and who's going to be suited up for you. So you have to win with the guys that you have. You know, we can all cry in our handkerchiefs and handkerchiefs about the fact that Pat Beverly wasn't there, but he wasn't there. And sure. we did have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and we had a great game from Marcus Morris. We had, we had contributors. We just didn't get the job done. And I think, yes, a seven-game series is going to be the most exciting potential seven-game series in all of basketball, even more exciting than Clippers Elward. But let's talk about the big win in Cleveland before we preview our game on Friday night versus the Beantown Bums. Yeah, buddy. It, it, listen, it was a big game for multiple reasons. First of all, it was really great to see Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Serge Ibaka, and other stars match up against what's-his-name, who's-it, and I've never heard of him. That was a really exciting, exciting matchup. What's-his-name, uh, who's-it, and I've who's never it? heard of him. And here comes, uh, I've never heard of him coming off the bench for Cleveland. Oh, he's going to join uh, who's-it and what's-his-name. Sorry, I really there, liked that. They, <laughs> There, listen, Paul George was really incredible. His shooting percentage was really bananas. But to me, what was so exciting was Lou Williams going five of eight, two of three yes. from three, and getting fifteen points. Yes. Um. It, 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 this is the this is eternally going to be the question for us as we get deeper and deeper into the season. Is what do if we're this dominant? What happens when Lou Williams is shooting better than 50%? And last right. night he shot better than 50%. And we whooped him. Uh, and it really adds up. It well, really we're adds the only up for team us. in the NBA who has not lost back to back. And if we can continue to do that, if we can continue to come back from losses with the vengeance, then obviously that helps us in the NBA playoffs, where we know famously we lost three in a row in the dumb bubble. So I think not losing back-to-backs, the only team in the NBA that can claim that. If we can continue to do that for halfway through the season, three-quarters of the season, the entire season, ho-ho, watch out, wake the kids, poke the cat. That's a big stat right there, Hank. Yeah, I think it is too. And we, listen, we had some guys who had been very hot, not quite so hot, right? I mean, Nick Batum went one for three from three, and Reggie Jackson went 0 for three from the field. Uh, but again, when you... I keep going back to this. Championship teams are not filled with nine players who always have career nights. You need to be able to call on these guys, like Pat Patterson a couple of games ago, who the second they step out onto the floor, and P.S. did not play coach's decision. Right. That's Pat Patterson. You need to have five a guy that when his, number, when his number is up, he kills it. Yeah. That's what you need to have happen. So, And we saw that with the great Chicago Bulls teams, right? Tony Kukoc and Steve Kerr. These guys did not have career nights every single night they played, but it was their turn. Paxson. They needed to be able to make shots. So, But listen, when Serge Ibaka is 6 of 8 from the field, when he's 2 of 3 from 3, when Kawhi's hitting 50% from 3, these guys, some of the pressure comes off of them. Uh, and we just are looking like a complete team right now. Sure, we're looking like a complete team against the Cavs, who are – you know, 10 and 12. But but listen, these are the kinds... I feel like I say listen so much. I'm going to start tracking that. I just want, I want you to know that I these am are, listening. These are the kind of t games we could have lost last season. These are the kind right. of... These are trap games, especially yeah. the second night of a back-to-back. -to, -back. to dominate the second night of a back-to-back -back is no joke. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And our previous back-to-back, -back, we won both. So, yes, absolutely. And there are no back-to-backs in the NBA playoffs, as we well know. All right, so we got a lot of show to get to. We're about to have Sean Silver of Boston Celtics flagship radio. So this is this is the radio station that 
basically plays the Celtics broadcasts, much like the great 98.5, baby. 98.5 on your Boston, Massachusetts radio dial at 98.5 thesportshub.com. 98.5, not 98.5. 98.5 thesportshub.com. This is their spot. This is the Celtics spot. It's got to be 98.5, though. I mean, there's not 900. Oh, wait. Sure, but I'm saying their their website. I don't know how the radio works anymore. Is there still a dial? Can I still spin the dial yes. around and go from yeah, station I listen to station? I listen to sports. <laughs> listen, I listen to Clippers sports radio anytime I want to hear people talk about how great the Lakers are. It's really awesome. <laughs> That's why you got to only listen to Clippers podcasts where you oh, know you're going to get nothing. But no, but Clippers I'm saying if talk. you want to if you want to find Sean Silver on your internet <laughs> compu box, you go to 985thesportshub.com. They are yes, on sir. 98.5, but you don't have to do that because we're no. about to throw to our Big, fat 30-minute segment with him right now as we talk about the upcoming Clippers-Celtics matchup. That's right. It's going to be a great segment, so here it comes after this. 98.5thesportsub.com. Sean Silver here. Game of the week for the Boston Celtics. Should be a road matchup with the L.A. Clippers Friday night. Celtics 1-1 one and one on a five-game West Coast swing. Clippers coming into this game 17-6. Second-best record in the NBA. Talk about it. Got the guys from Clipcast joining me, Chris Wilde, oh, Henry Didman. Is it uh, is it appropriate if I call you Burbank Hank? I mean, oh, we're acquaintances. It. We've talked no, to each no, other for five minutes. Sean, five minutes in Los Angeles, your best friends. That's yeah, just the Sean's way it works my out oldest here. friend in Boston. <laughs> is the you're the I, most trusted friend I have at this wow. point. <laughs> wow, I have just launched up the up the power well, rankings of well, friendship here, guys. I don't mean to get uh, this is Burbank Hank. I don't mean to get very uh, historical on you, but if you go back to the Sanskrit teachings, oh, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So uh, as deep, the, deep. as the Lakers as the Lakers are Ooh, your enemy Elward, uh, and our Elward. enemy yes, we are enemy. friends. That's right. We and also friends. the Clippers and the Celtics have this crazy history where the owners swapped teams. Like, yes. when does that happen? When does Mark Cuban call Steve Ballmer and just say let's do a swapsies? So the Celtics and the then Buffalo Braves the owners swap teams so that the guy from Boston could <laughs> yes. move his family to Southern California. That is nuttier than Jimmy Carter's poop. That is crazy, <laughs> crazy stuff. That's a well, timely dig. You mentioned that in the email. I mean, that's that's the 70s NBA for you in, in a nutshell. And, oh, good. I, you know, as I make my way through yet another winter of, I don't know, quarantine. What the hell do you call this that I'm doing? Working from home? I mean, wouldn't I love to go to Southern California right now? I mean, guys... It's got to be improvement over what I'm seeing outside right now. Well, today was overcast, but then the sun burned it off. But that was brutal. That was a brutal 30 minutes of of (laughs) a mild crispness in the air. Yeah, I I had to wear a sweater. I had to wear a light sweater. I'm wearing a Clippers Kia scarf right now. (laughs) It's beautiful. As you're modeling it for uh, our stream camera here. Yes, as we're modeling it on the audio-only format. Yeah, that's fine. Just imagine it in your minds, everyone. Uh, (laughs) You can can probably go to Google Image Search and find these guys somewhere. Now, you talk about the weather in in Southern California. It used to be that you guys, you know, not to to get on your bad side after we've established this friendship, but you used to have a crap team and really good weather. Right. Last you know decade or so, uh, since some major changes have happened to the team. I mean, obviously, you guys have been fans of this team longer than you've been podcasting. Yep. How has that changed the way that you frame a Clippers conversation? I mean, they're title contenders. They've been on the short list for a while now. 
and they're playing even better under Ty Lue than they did under Doc Rivers, who we think is a good coach in these parts. Yep. But this year, hot out the gate, Ty Lue's got him playing well. How do you make that switch? It's 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 got to be different being on the on the other well, side of the fence. Well, well, in Doc's de- first, very briefly, I love Doc Rivers, and in his defense, with the team that he won the championship with in Boston, I think he had a group of players that you could just let it ride, and they would fix themselves. Yeah, and we found in the bubble, uh, in particular, with high expectations that. Um, with Paul George being inconsistent, to be fair to him, some changes needed to happen. And I think Doc was in his mode of like, shooters got to shoot. They're going to find it. And he didn't find it. Yeah. Um, but you needed you needed guys to make adjustments. I will very quickly say that we already went through our strutting around, you know, the yard, boasting about our potential with the Lob City situation with mm-hmm. DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, which hurt our feelings a bunch of times. So to me... I'm playing it a little closer to the vest until we actually win something, but that's not what my broadcast partner, <laughs> that's not how oh, he lives well, his life. <laughs> uh, forever. It was next year is our year. And this sure. is the one year that we can truly with sincerity say this year is our year. And talking about doc rivers, I, I wonder if the Boston big three wouldn't have gotten more rings with a different coach because looking at how Doc Rivers mishandled the big three in Lob City, I was like, maybe he mishandled the big three in Boston. And even Doc Rivers couldn't underperform the inevitability of a Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, Paul Paul Pierce championship. And I wonder if Doc Rivers didn't underperform in Boston, even getting a ring and even being – in the Eastern Conference Finals, like every year, this, I don't is know. Bla- you know this must be blasphemy. No, and also, no, real quick, no. Ty Lue's oh, new coaching great. skill. Ty Lue's new coaching skill, and and Burbank can't can elucidate on this of making sure the ball gets in the paint before you shoot is something Doc Rivers would have never done. Uh, I, there's just so much more ball movement. So yeah, Sean, as a Boston fan and reporter. Don't you think Doc Rivers, even though you got to the coveted hallowed ground, underperformed? Yeah, only championship for the Boston basketball franchise since '86. Um, so you, you give him that, and that sure. you know that alone, and what a 65, 66 win team. What maybe it was 67? I forget. It was just so many wins in 2008. You're spoiled with that. You put those guys. Um, they're they're in the good place for Boston fans forever. Uh, unless you're Ray Allen, um, wh- who I'm a big Ray Allen guy. And I think that he got a, a really bad dap from Boston fans uh, because his circumstances in leaving, how were they all that much different from Doc wanting to get out of town? Um, Doc Fair. really, Doc is a you know, good man, good coach, has a long, successful career, is going to be in the Hall of Fame for that. Um, but, you know, you look at 2010, which is a painful catharsis that I, I wanted to revisit last year. So I called up a bunch of L.A. and Boston folks and said, hey, let's let's run back the 2010 NBA finals <laughs> and, uh, and and what went wrong there. And, and it's just like it's really hard to explain all the things that that went wrong. You can't sum it up to just, oh, well, you're starting center who you know was a nice contributor, but not like a, a huge player for that team was injured in game seven. It's not all that. There were some opportunities for the Celtics that they left back on the table during Doc Rivers' reign, and that can't be overlooked. And look at what your new coach, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, has been able to do. (laughs) In a quote-unquote rebuild, (laughs) Mayor Pete gets in there and just absolutely over-excels and gets you guys to the the – conference finals multiple times three times but he he gets three more times than the clippers have ever been there 
That's yeah. fair. That's fair. But you know, yeah. you you heighten expectations uh, around here, certainly with the success that's been going on with the other sports franchises, people are going to have to get over that because the next 10 years are going to suck, except for Celtics fans, hopefully. Uh, again, I'm one of those people who's thinking, well, maybe it's going to be this year, or maybe it's going to be uh, that they're going to actually break through. But Stevens is getting his fair share of criticism around here as well. Stevens, who's this yeah. Stevens you speak oh, of? Oh, Mayor I, Pete, I know Mayor Pete, yeah, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, <laughs> coach yes. of the Boston Celtics. <laughs> America's uh, sweetheart. Ridiculous. So he's, you know, he's got his uh, people in his camp. There's a very real scenario well. where you guys could uh, face off against Doc Rivers in the playoffs, which would be pretty awesome. And then everybody can put their money where their mouths are and see, yeah. you know, who prevails. I, I honestly would be rooting for you guys over the 76ers. Ooh, that's a tough call because Tobias Harris is on the Sixers. Yeah. Anyway, you know, but I'm very interested. I there. The better sports story uh, is Celtics versus Doc Rivers, for sure. Yes, and uh, I've certainly enjoyed the Celtics being the 76ers like a drum in the playoffs uh, several years going now, but none of that is guaranteed, particularly if they're healthy. Let's let's get into what's making uh, pleasantries aside, what's making uh, the clips. Let's get into the nitty-gritty. I mean, they got two guys in Serge Ibaka and Nick Batum that are their two main roster changes for this year. These are guys that I loved 10 years ago. Yeah. They are seasoned veterans now. Serge Ibaka is nowhere close. And I, I don't mean this as diminished. I mean, this as he is a completely different player than he was in 2012, say, on the Thunder. And Nick Batum has been languishing in, in uh, Charlotte for a while. But yeah. uh, talk about resurrecting his career. I mean, these guys obviously have got to add something to the flavor that's got them coming out of the gate so hot. Uh, Nick Batum is kind of unbelievable. I mean, he went, I want to say, three for four or four for five at the top of my head it, for three. No one mm -hmm. thought that was going to be happening. We thought he might be an off-the-bench veteran presence in the locker room. Literally, the clip cast that we talked about our new changes, like, oh, well, at least he'll be a good locker room guy. Well, we and thought he was coming off the bench. We thought Marcus Morris Sr. Uh, education reform himself was going to start. But then injuries put him to the bench. And now Marcus Morris is coming off the bench. And Batum is uh, leading the league in that corner three. Nobody's yeah. better from that corner shot. Yeah, when Chris, sent, Chris sent me this uh, shot last night from uh, from from online when they show which players are hitting the most shots from each spot on the floor. Nick Batum is leading the league from the corner three. Damn. He's got the most shots and we didn't expect that. We thought that he was just going to be a role player for us. And Serge Ibaka, sure. He's got a lot of miles on him and, and, but his best years are not that far in the, in the rear view mirror. His it's best years were last year ago. and the year before. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. From he... efficiency perspective. I yeah. mean, if sure. you look at it that way, he's, he's he, just, he doesn't do anything wrong out there. And he also doesn't have to carry the physical load. I mean, when you have Zoo and uh, Zubats and Marcus Morris coming off of the bench, who were former starters for us, Serge Ibaka doesn't have to come out there and play the most physical minutes. He can come out there and play his as he's getting later in his career three yeah. game, his perimeter game. And now Zoo comes in now with the heavy body throwing it around. So neither. Ne I, Everyone was very high on Serge Ibaka. I was pleased about it. I worried about losing Jermichael Green and losing Montrez Harrell, although, although Montrez Harrell was not great for us in the postseason. Uh, but nobody thought that Nick Batum was going to do what he's been doing. And I didn't personally think Serge Ibaka would. So it's it's thrilling. And we got Batum on discount. Yeah. <laughs> we got him on discount. That's uh, that's something that Danny Ainge is uh, trying to do around here all the time. Uh, land some discount players, grab some guys in the late first round of the draft and hope they bloom. Got a couple of real good ones leading the charge, at least now. I mean, 
it's it's Tatum and Brown's team for the Celtics. Kemba Walker, who came in here on a big contract last year, not a bad player to have. Certainly, twenty point a game score when he's healthy. He but had it, Kemba Walker had one job versus the L word to oh. score. Six points. Oh, All I no. wanted him to do was score six. And he comes in and scores four, and you guys lose by one or whatever it was. <laughs> I hate the L word. I hate them so hate much. Them most. <laughs> and, and, it, like, and I hate the Warriors so much. Oh, I hate them the most. I love that stupid, stinky city of Oakland compared to that horrible city of Los Angeles where the L word play. I love LA where the Clippers play, but I hate the L word so much. And you guys would have helped us exponentially by just beating those jerks. Oh, I hate them so much. Yeah, that was, that was certainly a letdown. Dude, Tatum is such a beast. He oh my is. Well, gosh. I was looking at last year. I mean, we had two matchups between the Celtics and, and Clips and uh, they both went to overtime. One of them went to double OT and Tatum averaged about 35 points a game. Lou freaking Williams was putting up 31 a game in those two games. Well, you don't I mean, have to worry were... about that on Friday night. That's the good news for you. <laughs> yeah, guys. I don't see Lou Williams getting 31 points on Friday. Like Sweet Lou is not the story this season. Ty <laughs> Lou, Ty Lou is the story. Sweet Lou. The good news is he's. Look, we found out he's not right. He's not 100, percent and yeah. he just doesn't need to do the kind of heavy lifting that he had to for Doc Rivers when him and Montrez would come in and be this energizer bunny off the bench. Yeah. So they don't need to do that anymore. So, you know, you guys need to worry about, yes, the prolific starting five of Kawhi and Paul George, obviously our two tandem of superstars are fantastic. Will Pat Beverly start? Will he be in limited minutes? If he even plays Reggie Jackson has been starting so well in his absence that lunatics in Clipper nation are saying maybe Pat Bev should come off the bench. And those people are idiots. Well, I <laughs> mean, the other is two, a, he is a Boston college graduate. So oh, I, I could... the screaming Eagles of Boston <laughs> college. I, I'm a Boston university guy. That's me all day, every day. Boston college is a little too uppity, although not as uppity as uh, some of the Harvard types that roll around and troll around Boston. It's, that city is too learned. Come to LA where all we do is glance at screenplays and watch movies. We're not going to read. Books. Oh, no, you glance at them. You yeah. glance at the screenplays. Do so you have an assistant to read them? Is my understanding. <laughs> but yeah, so you guys got to be worried about that prolific yeah. starting five. And then, of course, we have this wonderful uh, bench led by Marcus Morris. Lou doesn't have to do as much heavy lifting. Mm -hmm. Luke Kennard, who has been a wonderful addition. Yeah. I like the fact that the bubble was this giant. Uh, it was a magnifying glass. It was a microscope. It literally made every team aware of their shortcomings immediately. So what happened to the Clippers? Well, same old Clippers, right? They didn't get past round two. What was the problem? I personally blamed four guys. Doc Rivers, gone. Montrez Harrell, gone. Landry Shamit, gone. gone. And Lou Williams, now basically playing 20 minutes a game as opposed to 30. Yeah. So, I, you know, that was the one thing that they didn't fix. I think Ballmer, Jerry West, Lawrence Frank made all the right decisions and all the right gearing underneath the hood, as us gearheads say. Uh, I don't even know how to change a flat tire, but regardless. I was going to say, have you uh, done some sort of uh, TV? Uh, well, whenever um, my whenever my driver gets a flat tire, I roll down the window yes. and really just supervise like a stud. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible.
<laughs> no, you're terrible. Your driver, your assistant. Well, my driver has an assistant, and those two guys are great. They oh, your driver doesn't do it all by himself. <laughs> no, he needs an assistant to do the driving and the repairs and everything else. Yeah, I forbid ways. That's why I just forbid it. I mean, my assistant will tell you all about Still it. Paper maps. <laughs> We're all paper maps. I'm Rand McNally. I'm Rand McNally. <laughs> That's, it's his family death. name. I have a whole map on my abdomen tattooed <laughs> of the Boston area, which is crazy. Well, that's fantastic. You'll uh, you'll never get lost around here. So, um, you know, you mentioned a, a game that uh, was painful for me uh, about a week ago. I mean, I, I watched a quarter of it where I could actually hear the sound. The other three quarters were my uh, my five week old daughter just screaming. Sure. Um, but, you know, stop it. Gives me PTSD. Sorry. This this man does uh, very good voices here. He did, did a donkey before we actually actively started the podcast. It's a, it's a sure. it's the corner, listen, the, sure. corner, the cornerstone of any professional voiceover actor is the donkey and the baby yeah, cry. Absolutely. That's absolutely. where you start. And also, start. all your great sports journalists show up wearing pajamas of the team that they cover. I mean, sure, come that's on, what you do. guys. The, I mean, the donkey, the donkey brain and the baby cry pajamas. are the bounce pass and the layup. Of voiceover, work. you gotta get those first. The bounce pass layup. Sure. Well, that's that's something that you know we also gotta to clue people in on. It is uh, middle of the day here in Boston, but I'm interviewing you guys and and what I guess would pass for morning uh, for most. So you being in your pajamas, I mean, I mean, frankly, in the last year being in your pajamas, if if you're you're not an essential worker of some sort or somebody's driving you to go into an office setting, uh, is probably just fine. Uh, sure. Fancy in fact, dress. Uh, I, I was in my pajamas uh, until damn well noon. And I said, you know what? Maybe these guys, uh, maybe I should put some pants on for these guys. Thank so you. Are you, that's are you wearing an Thank elastic nice. waistbanded pant? That's my question. Got a belt. I got a belt. Oh, fancy. Well, Professor <laughs> Silver. Chris, nice I'm learning. Chris, thank the man, Chris. He got dressed up for you. Thank you. Now, do you mind standing up and showing off your belt? It's too Prove much. it. Too Prove much. It. Too much. Quick, quick, quick I pause here. I will show He's doing it. Just, just uh, doing uh, it. Uh, 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 I see it. I see the nice wow, belt and jeans. He's wearing leather. He's that's wearing a dungaree leather. and a leather belt. Yeah, the uh, like the shirt it. is the shirt is tucked in. I'm I'm working out of my basement here in, in the home, and uh, you know, with the spate of uh, 10, 15 degree nights that we've had recently, it, it gets oh, pretty cold great. down here. There's there's oh, no yeah. heat down here. I'm just I'm relying on the boiler to to keep me warm. So I gotta I gotta layer up, maybe some long johns. So who, so you guys are on a road trip, and I have an interesting yeah. theory about uh, COVID nineteen NBA. I think that this season, if you look in the away column of wins and losses, the away team is way better this season than I think they've ever been. Yep. And I, I truly think it's because of all the restrictions. These guys are laser focused on just NBA basketball. And now they're getting they're finally we all have cabin fever. We all want out of our homes. Yep. So the away basketball team actually gets that. So I, I'm really interested to see what you guys can do Friday night and how you guys look this season away, because I think the away team has a unique advantage that they didn't have in seasons past. You get rid of all the baby mama drama. You get rid of all the family <laughs> stuff. Yeah. You get rid of all the, 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 the COVID home cabin fever nonsense. Yep. All those layers are shed off when you get on the road and just have laser focus on basketball, the away team, the dreaded L word was, was perfect for the first 10 road games. So it, it I, I'm telling you, the away team has a weird advantage this season, like none other. 
Well, to use a uh, MTV Rock and Shock reference, the Away Boys are finally getting the better of the Homeboys. But uh, I, right. I digress. <laughs> Did you know that uh, the NBA Commissioner Silver is thinking about putting in the ten point shot next season? That's there. He's think he's considering the ten point shot. So uh, you know, ninety eight five, the sports hub, respected bastion of the media that we are. We're going to need sure. a source on that. Oh, uh, Hank, I, can I get a confirmation? Can I get a double on this source? Yeah. Seems right. <laughs> oh, seems, seems over the phone here. Uh, so, so all right, it's accurate. Yes. See, the bell rang, and also your order is up. That's well, it's damn near lunchtime here, so I'm. But uh, just don't get me going on that. I'm very hungry. Um, yeah, Celtics road trip is going to be interesting. Coming out of here, uh, they got to they got to go to Phoenix. They got to go to Utah. Two teams that oh, are brutal. You know, it, it, they could very go well go one and four on this. I, I mentioned the L word. Um, I'm going to start calling them that too. It's better. That, that was a painful game for us. Maybe a painful game for you was uh, what Tuesday night game you were trumpeting as a finals preview. Uh, yeah. That looks like the Clippers had it, then they lost it. I mean, against that group, that offense, that's it was all my playoff frustrations too. It, it was an NBA finals preview for me, and it was every playoff frustration that I had with the Clippers in that we led after every single quarter except the fourth quarter. Right, but do you and know that this is the killer? But do you know this stat about the, the clutch players in the NBA that basically if you rank what each player in the NBA scores in the fourth quarter, the first 3 players on the list are Kevin Durant, James Harden and Kyrie Irving. They literally go 1 2 3 of the most amount of points scored every fourth quarter averaged out. So well, they're going to be a really tough team for anybody to beat yeah. if they don't have a really sizable lead in the fourth quarter. Uh, and strangely, out of nowhere, Kyrie Irving and James Harden started playing defense. Like, I, don't, I don't know how you plan for that. If those guys Rude. are going to play every game like that and they're going to play defense like that, they're going to be tough to beat. They're really going to hold up this Clippers-Celtics finals that we're all hoping for in America that oh, everybody wants. There there I was, there I was pushing that idea last year. It wasn't to be. The uh, the Miami Heat got the better of us. We, you know, We don't need to reflect on what happened. Uh, to your beloved team, but uh, you know we're hoping Thank for you. better things this year. But it's going to be it's going to be hard getting by the Sixers. It's going to be hard getting by the Nets. The East is deep. I mean, what do you think of your guys' chances? Is is calling Tuesday night's matchup Clippers Nets a, a potential finals finals preview? Is that half bluster, half truth? Uh, you know, where where do we land here? It's a hundred percent both. It's a hundred percent truth <laughs> and a hundred percent bluster. <laughs> I, I mean, I, that's that's my call. And two years ago at Christmas, I called Raptors Warriors, which was kind of obvious-ish. A lot of people would have said Bucks Warriors. Yeah. Last year, I got it completely wrong. So I like Probably to good. skip every other year with my on-the-nose predictions. I, I do think it's going to be Clippers, Nets. The Nets are going to get out of the East. I, I, I want the Nets to lose. I'm, I'm originally from New Jersey, and I have to stifle this accent, all right? Both of you cupcakes, are you listening? All right? So that's where I'm from. I was a New Jersey Nets fan who hated the Knickerbockers, okay? And then and then the Nets moved to Brooklyn. Screw those guys. Forget about those guys. So I hate the Nets. I actually prefer the Knicks, and I certainly prefer the Celtics. I would love the Celtics to beat the 76ers to go to the Eastern Conference Finals and the Nets to beat the Bucks to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. I would love a Nets Celtics Eastern Conference Finals. I think that would be amazing for everybody watching at home. Yeah, are we? Are you worried about this Marcus Smart 
uh, injury. That's not a long-term thing, right? He's out like two, he's out another week or week and a half or what's yeah. the update on that? Cause that's oh. going to affect your, that's going to affect your road trip, right? That's your, that's your leading, ass- that's your lead, but that's your leading assist guy with a true point guard. Um, and then, and my other question for you is how, how important is, uh, oh, what's his name? Pritchard. Yeah. Is, that, is he your, is he your two point guard? Is he your backup point guard? So you're missing your one and two or is he well, further down the line? Well, yeah. I mean, usually it's Kemba Walker starting at, sure. you know, at the point with Marcus Smart at the nominally at the two, but sure. you know, he'll, he'll do some but, ball handling. He'll lead the bench unit yeah. sometimes for some minutes. Peyton Pritchard has turned into the number one point guard coming off the bench. The Celtics got Jeff Teague in the off season who I've always loved Teague's play in Atlanta and whatnot, but He's kind of been up and down. So the Celtics losing to the Kings on Wednesday night were down not only Kemba Walker, who needed to rest because his knee is, yeah. um, but also um, Marcus Smart and Peyton Pritchard. So, uh, yeah, it was it was kind of a point guard by shorthanded, committee. shorthanded. I mean, this is the thing about our matchup with you is that yeah. it, it's it. You start looking at the stats and we're listen, we're we're the only reason we didn't call Clipcast Homer cast is because we would have gotten in trouble with the Simpsons. Oh. We're such homers. Uh-huh. Uh, we're we're like an entertainment podcast, but looking at the numbers, you're you know, Jason Tatum averages more points than Kawhi Leonard, and Tristan Thompson averages more rebounds than Serge Baca, and Marcus Smart averages more assists than Paul George. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys average 111 points a game, 109 points allowed. Hey, we why average... don't you move wait, out of Burbank wait, to wait, Boston? Wait, wait. Boston wait, just wait, wait, wait. And we average 115 points a game with 107 allowed. So we kind of tip the scale in that direction. But if Marcus yeah. Smart is out, how how bad does that hurt you? And is Kemba playing? Is he on this road trip? with his Yeah, Kemba, Kemba played. Well, yeah, Kemba got the four points against the L word. Uh, mm-hmm. He uh, he played a lot better. Uh, in their win over the Warriors on Tuesday, but then was was resting on Wednesday, which is something that they're just right. doing with him on back to back. So okay, yeah, great, he, is, great, great, great. he is expected to play. Uh, so that's you know that's part of the dynamic. That'll be fun. Oh, you guys um, beat but, the Warriors on this road. Oh trip. yeah. yeah ooh, oh yeah. Uh, the Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. So much. Thank you very yeah. much for that. And we're gonna we're gonna do our best to beat every Eastern Conference team as many times as we can for you guys out of respect Thank you. to you guys. You're welcome. Thank you. That's, that's, that's very kind. I mean, we've developed a camaraderie here in a, in a brief period of time, but sure. yeah, you know, looking, looking at, the, at this matchup smart is a guy who brings a ton of defensive versatility and with the wings for the Clippers being as deadly as they are, Oof. you know, it's going to take a lot out of Brown and Tatum to try to contain your, your big punchers there in the lineup. Yeah. It depends on our shooting too, right? We can, we can come out, Paul George, didn't he hit eight of nine last night from three? Oh, Zero turnovers. He's averaging 47% from three. But also, we got guys on our team that can go one for eight from three. So sure. some of it just depends on where one we get the going. Three-point shooting team in the NBA. It's true. And that's a that's a weird turnaround because for like the first 10 years we were season ticket holders, we every Horrible. year we'd say, we just got to get a three. We just, we just get need a, a starting three. Yeah. And then we got like <laughs> arguably the two best threes. Although I do think that Paul George is a two every time he plays, especially with Kawhi Leonard, he's a two. He should be, he should be on the all-star ballot as a two. He should be a backcourt guy. He should be your starting two guard. He's a guard. He's leading the team and he's leading our team in assists. Also, they should, they should do West versus East in the all-star game. I don't like and have it matter like baseball versus. (laughs) No, I like it. I like it. it Who are you supposed to root for? I mean, there really are like East coast, West coast allegiances here. And I, I don't, I want it to matter. Also, I want it to be like baseball where the winning team gets home court advantage. I think would be fun. They did away with that in baseball. Guys, you know, these leagues are going to spin themselves into the ground, trying to come up with something that makes these mid season exhibitions bring 
some sort of significance right. to the fans. I mean, you've seen it with baseball, as you mentioned. I don't know what they're doing with the Pro Bowl out there. I mean, obviously, what they're playing video games this year, so that's that's going to bring some people in. Uh, but basketball is the same thing. You know, they're grasping at something. Hockey, I think they started the trend of making it like a fantasy draft. So we got we got that coming up, I guess, for better or for worse. We might have an all-star game this year. We'll see. Just, that's, like, a super, that's a super spreader, dude. <laughs> <laughs> right? My that's most exciting spreader. moment in sports is after the Super Bowl when there's no NFL football, when Major League Baseball still isn't happening, and it's just all eyes on basketball. So that's only a few days away. I can't wait for Monday sports coverage on. It's going to be awesome, bro. I'm with you, man. Everybody in New England, uh, well, at least the majority of people in New England, uh, they say this is a very painful time of year for them because, let's face it, 20 years ago, people didn't care about the football team. Now that's all everybody cares about, and uh, and football's number one in New England. But I think that the Celtics are, with, with certainty, are going to be the next team to get a championship in Boston. I don't know when that happens, though. <laughs> yeah. I don't know when that happens. You uh, got to get past Brooklyn. You got to get past Philly. Brooklyn and Philly. And it, it comes from a, a place of privilege. I mean, I live. I live Isn't that crazy that we're not talking city, about Milwaukee? We're not saying you got to get past Milwaukee anymore. It's kind of yeah, weird. Show and prove, you know, what have you done the last two years? And and that's that's what they got to get through. Guys, uh, this has been awesome because you can just get on and ask questions and get a, you know, a straight answer about someone, how they're faring with their injury or how the uh, the defense has been doing better on closeouts or something like that. Or I could bring on two guys who have their own spin on covering the game. And that's what you get with ClipCast. The minute I heard it, I was like, I got to have these guys on. So 985thesportsub.com, Sean Silver. Thanks to Chris and Burbank Hank. Guys, can I get a prediction for Friday night's game? Yeah, Clippers win 100 to 0. It's going to be crazy. Be <laughs> I knew weird. I was going to get a straight answer on that. <laughs> uh, and I'm checking and I'm checking this I'm checking my sources. Yeah. That I seems correct. That okay. seems correct. Thanks for having us Sean. Have us on anytime you want, man. We love talking with you. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much. We'll Let's uh, go talk to the Clippers. Smoke a parliament, brother. All right, the Celtics and the Clippers. Friday night, 10 o'clock tip on 98.5 The Sports Hub. That means the fastest 30 minutes in the NBA gets underway at 9.30 with Sean Grandy and Cedric Maxwell. Enjoy the game. This guy's fun, man. I have to tell you, I expected going on to Boston Radio that within Sauce five seconds, we would. I thought we'd get in a fist fight with them. I, everything I understand about the bo- people of Boston is that you're going to get in a fight with them. One way or the other, but he was awesome. He was very warm and welcoming, knows his basketball, um, and obviously knows his Clippers podcast because he invited us on the show. Apparently, he did not extend the invitation to anyone else. It was just us. We were his dream guests, and sometimes when you believe in dreams, they come true, sports fans. (laughs) You know, uh, my bucket list was getting on to Boston Celtics radio. Uh, they are Listen, they are an incredible franchise, and if you're a fan of both the Lakers and the Clippers, you're not going to want to hear me say that, but they're an incredible franchise. Larry Bird's one of the greatest players of all time. Uh, and Boston, I like what you said about the shared enemy, dude, because the, enemy the, of my the biggest enemy is rivals, my the biggest rivals are the L word. Yeah. Whenever any L word fan comes at me and says, you guys are our rivals, I'm like, no, you don't, do you even watch L-word games, oh, the number Celtics one rival. are your rivals. It's the number one Get rivalry in basketball, and it's one of the number one rivalries in sports. In sports, like, like what's yeah. a, what's? I don't even know what the big NFL rivalry is. The biggest one? I mean, it's, I know, it's and regional. The, big, the biggest baseball rivalry is arguably Yankees-Red Sox. Sure. The biggest basketball rivalry is L-word-Celtics. So shut up, L-word fans. Don't come at me, bro. <laughs> don't come at don't, me. So please I love don't the come Celtics. At him.
Please don't do I it. I think, honestly, the Celtics are my favorite Eastern Conference sports team, and, and a lot of that has to do with the crazy owner swap thing. But also Doc Rivers came from the Celtics. Like we've had, we have a storied history with Boston. And then, of course, Boston beat the L-Word in the finals. I was watching it happen at downtown Disney at the ESPN Zone. Me and my wife just gloated over stupid purple and gold jerks down in Anaheim where everyone should be a Clipper fan and hate the L-Word. I hate the L-Word, and I love the Celtics because of my hate of the L-Word. Yes, it's been very well documented on this podcast and in our life. That you. By the way, I meant to I meant to bring up Baron Davis buzzer beater crushing Doc Rivers's big three champion Celtics, but I just forgot to. That was one of the great moments of my life. I don't think you were at that home game with me, Hank. I don't think I was. I wanted to talk about the great the all the great rumors of what a badass trash talker Larry Bird has always been. That's really what I wanted to get to, but we didn't we didn't get there. It was just like old friends sitting and chatting. He said, hey, that's 30 minutes. And I went, it is? All right. All right. right. It was easy. He's a good dude. Yeah. Sean, Sean Silver's He's... a good dude. You can follow him at the Silver Fox with a Y, silverwithafox.com. But you, um, I hope you enjoyed listening to him. Shout out to him on the on Twitter. Talk, talked with him during the game. I'm sure he'd love to talk to you. Absolutely. And if you actually want to meet him live, just go to any Dunkin' Donuts in Boston. He's outside smoking <laughs> He's a parliament. A parliament. And he's just out there. He drives a forerunner or a Tacoma. And just go up and talk to him. The guy's salt of the earth there, pal. He knows Mayday Malone there, brother. Big time. Chris, now listen, speaking of football, you got any predictions for the Super Bowl? It's coming up this Sunday, you know. Yes. So, I look, everyone knows when Tom Brady's Patriots go against my Giants, the Giants always win. So I say Giants over Pats. Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. Hmm. Okay. I say... <laughs> <laughs> That's you know what's your, a bummer? That's is... your reasoning for figuring it out. I really love that. Uh, my, listen, I, I, do, my, I like my Mahomes and the Chiefs. My prediction for Sunday. My prediction yeah. for Super Bowl Sunday, right? Yeah, you're looking up who's playing right now. No, no, phone. no. I'm not looking it. it up. I'm trying to tell you that okay. my prediction for this Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, is that the Clippers will beat the Sacramento Kings at 12 Pacific time. Absolutely. That's <laughs> they will be Super Bowl Sunday Kings. They're be the, the Super Clippers Bowl champs and a lot of way, the Kings. Will you tell me they were gonna win a game on Super Bowl Sunday? That doesn't make them the Super Bowl champs? Co champs. Well, at least. you know, I that makes that makes perfect sense because Boston just lost to the Kings. So we're gonna beat Boston on Friday, and then we're gonna beat Sucktown on Sunday. I love it. You know, the old Clipcast Super Bowl Spectacular was great because I would go around the locker room and ask every single NBA player who plays for the Clippers their Super Bowl predictions. Blake Griffin always had a great answer. And if Blake Griffin was a Clipper, I'll tell you exactly what he would say. Okay, so you be Chris Wilde, okay? And I'm hypothetical Blake Griffin still being a Clipper, making his prediction for the Super Bowl in 2021. Okay, you're Chris Wilde. Yeah, okay. okay wow, 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 Chris Wilde, wow. Oh, no, Chris Wilde. How's that? Is that? I don't want to confuse the listeners. That was actually me, Burbank now, Hank, not Chris Wilde. Now, Wild. that was great. And uh, now no, I'm Blake uh, Griffin. Chris, hey, wait, wait, hey, Chris, hey, I, hey, Chris I want you to be the godfather to my son. Here we go. Hey, Blake, uh, who do you think is going to be the Super Bowl champs this Sunday? Well, I think it's either going to be the... Tampa Bay Chiefs or the Kansas City Buccaneers. Every time I asked him, he would do that gag. Every single time. 
It's oh, a great guy. Great gag. I miss him. I miss him, <laughs> and I love him. I miss him. I know. I want him. I want him to be a hundred percent healthy again, and I want time to stand still, and I want anybody but Chris Paul to lead him to the promised land. Chris uh, Paul's gonna get the job. You, you, we talk about blame, with Sean. I blame CP3. We talked about with Sean that there's this chart you sent me where it shows from which spot on the court, which pl- right. which player is leading. Chris Paul is in yep. multiple spots on the floor. Yeah, but it's the free throw line, and then that one side of the free throw line. Whatever. We all know as soon as oh, Chris those points Paul don't gets count? to the free throw line. I hate him. I know. He has never led a team to the finals. It's him. It's him. It's him. It's not the coach. It's not his supporting players. He's had every opportunity with so much talent. He can't get it done. It's him. It's his fault. Well, it's Chris Paul's fault. Well, it's I not hope Jake you're right. from State Farm's fault. Nothing would hurt me more. By the way, wasn't it great to see DJ playing last night? You know he's improved. He's improved his free throws from like 40 something percent to 69 percent over the last two seasons. <laughs> so sexy. So sexy. <laughs> but I, but and honestly, for, I think that Nets... was heartbreaking for DeAndre. You would watch him really suffer when he'd step to the line. It's great. It was great to see him. Uh, if. Chris Paul led the, Nets the Suns didn't do themselves any us. favors not starting DJ. Oh, yeah, no favors at all. No favors at all. If Chris Paul were to lead the Suns past us in the playoffs this year, it would be more than I could handle. It really no, would No, it's be. not going to happen. We'll probably play them and beat them in the playoffs. Oh, there, yes, there, I would love it? that. I would love that. Hopefully in a double overtime. <laughs> oh, my God. No, <laughs> honestly, that but like – yeah. Triple overtime. Yeah, triple overtime. Triple overtime. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if any game versus the Suns would go to overtime, but who knows? Who knows? That's a long ways. No, I just want that memory. Long. I just want the playoff memory of us watching the Clippers lose in Phoenix, in the in the Phoenix Stadium, whatever it's called. I assume the Sand Bowl or whatever it is. Having to watch us lose a th- triple overtime in person, I I was hoping that we would win a triple overtime so that I could wipe that memory. It's my worst NBA memory. The very worst. I know. Great time, great trip, stay. bad result. We did so. So the listener may not be keyed in on this, but Hank and I drove to Phoenix back in 2006 to watch the Clippers lose in triple overtime to the Phoenix Suns. And then we were so depressed after that game that we literally didn't even stick around and party in Phoenix. We literally just drove home that night. Just we drove home that in, night, and I I called the I called the triple overtime in the pregame. We stood in the stadium. I said we're yes, we're going to win in triple overtime. But I had just landed from a shoot in Japan. I had just flown fifteen hours, and I think an hour later we got in the car. Uh, Daryl Clipper Daryl hit hit us hit you up with the tickets, and you were like Hank, we got to go, and so we hit the road. Let's go Clippers, baby! Hey hey, it's me Clipper Daryl. Sound like a dolphin. <laughs> well, let's, well, let's go Clippers tonight. Let's beat these Boston Celtics. I hope you enjoyed listening to Sean Silver. Check him out on Twitter. Check us out on Twitter. And hey, why don't you please give us some five star ratings and share our podcast? Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Oh, We're so trying much. to build it up here, folks. Trying to build it up. Oh, it helps so much. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your friends that are a member, proud members of Clippers Nation. I thought about you the other day because I posted a Clippers TikTok. And whenever you type in, you know, these if i typed in clipper to see what the most popular clippers tiktok trend was and more popular than hashtag clipper nation is hashtag clippers nation and i think that's in no small part to you burbank (laughs) hank i think you have your (laughs) fingerprints all over that one Buster. well i just have to say it's grammatically correct
It is grammatically correct. And we and speaking of speaking of grammatically correct, we ain't not gonna win this game. I tell you that much right oh, now. Oh, that's right. Unravel that's right. that one. Unravel that one. Well, I don't I don't need you to do this, but I don't not want you to do this. Please don't not sound the horn, Burbank Hank. So, Sorry for the delay. I had to do the math. I had to so figure you, it out. So you almost didn't do it. Right? I almost I almost did not, not understand. I, I almost ain't didn't not do it. What do you say? Look, he snuck around. What is what is the ice cube? I I snuck around and got a triple double. What do you always say that makes me laugh? Messed around and got a triple double. <laughs> <laughs> I messed around and didn't not dislike it. Go Clippers. Go Clippers.